This is the Bristol Cable. This is Area in Focus from the Bristol Cable. Here we go deeper and spend more time with the people and the stories from our Area in Focus. I'm Mary Holditch and for this episode, I've been spending some time in Kingswood. So on the 15th of February, Kingswood have a by-election coming up. Nationally, it's being watched as an indicator of what might be to come at the next general election. But in Kingswood and on Kingswood High Street, engagement is low. Don't care. Don't care about politics. They're all laid of the same. I don't think a politician would change the area, no. I don't think so. I really feel sorry for those people that are standing, because they're, they're, they're sacrificial donkeys, I think. For some, the election is simply a waste of money, with a meaningless result. That's because Kingswood, the constituency, is disappearing. As part of boundary changes, in the next election, voters will be divided into four new constituencies. For some, it's a blow to an area already losing its identity. As much as people are disengaged with politics, the area and the high street are something they really care about. There's a fear the centre will suffer the same fate as the constituency and disappear as well. I went to Kingswood to see what the election means for the future of this area. Got a new sign, they just had a new sign put there, out there. Yeah. Say what it says. It says, Aitario Shui Persian Key Cutting, serving Kingswood for 35 years. This is Tony Tardio. His key cutting and shoe repair shop is on Kingswood High Street. And how has the area changed in that 35 years? Um, for the worst, to be honest with you, um, the footfall isn't uh, as great as what it used to be. I mean, when I first started here, it used to be a, a market um, next door where Witherspoons is. And on a Thursday and Saturday, the place would be heaving, you know, the car parks would be full up. But now, too many, too many charity shops, um, not enough variety, I don't think. Looking out from his newly painted window, Tony describes the street and how it's changed since he started working there. There'd be a butcher shop, there'd be um, a decent card shop over there. Over there was a toy shop where the, where the William Hill is now. Um, that has always been like a cafe, that's, that's stayed the same, but it's changed hands. Next door, where Witherspoons is, was um, a market uh, on a Thursday and Saturday, which guaranteed to bring people from all over Bristol. Then there was, you know, it was, it was thriving, you know, there was, there was a lot of uh, variety and uh, a lot more footfall, footfall than what it is now. And uh, yeah, it, uh, business increased year after year. And uh, yeah, I can honestly say I made quite a good living out of it. Me personally, I don't think the good old days will come back for me. So I think I've got, a, I've got to uh, be happy with it just being, just ticking over and making moderate living, you know. People have a bigger choice now, they can, and also with online shopping as well. A lot of people, they tend to go on Amazon and they can get it delivered and yeah. There's so much choice out there now, you know. So uh, the high street, I'm afraid is, 
struggling at the moment, unfortunately. It's a similar story in towns across the UK. The last decades have challenged the role of high streets in our communities. 35 years ago, when Tony started, things like online shopping hadn't yet started to chip away at high streets. But other things had. The King's Chase Shopping Centre, a few hundred metres away, had been there since 1974. And the industries that supported the economy in the area had been dwindling since the Second World War. It's clear that the changes that Tony's talking about have been happening for a lot longer than his 35 years and spreading a lot further than just the high street. So I go to meet a man who knows a lot about the history of Kingswood. Have you ever been here before? That's me with Alan Bryant. He's a retired milkman who set up the Kingswood Heritage Museum with a group of eager local historians. Now you asked me what was this building. Um, did you notice outside there's a big circular structure going up into the sky? That is the windmill. And it's an industrial windmill because it was this building that produced the first manufactured zinc in Europe. I'll just open the gates because it's quite spectacular. Alan is talking about the museum, which sits in William Champion's 18th century brassworks. He's a real history buff, and he takes me on a tour of the museum, which is, among other things, the story of the industrial and cultural history of Kingswood over the past 250 years. So they made brass, zinc, copper, and the final goods, like pin-making and copper pans and anything made of... Um, brass or copper, would have been made here on this site. And do you know how many people would have been employed in that process? About 400. And when you think 1750, that is a lot. So we've got seven galleries in the museum. This is really the first one that you come to properly. And we stood in front of a map. I'll let you describe the map. Yeah, so it's a sort of an old map and it's got Kingswood written on it. So Kingswood, the tram, Regent Street tramway, and then there's all these little red dots with numbers on. So we've got probably highest number I can see is like 40-something. So I'm guessing these numbers are all... 44. 44 are all industrial sites of some sort. They're all boot factories in the centre of Kingswood. So that number of factories from halfway up Warmley Hill to halfway down Two Mile Hill and just in this central area. But it was one of the third biggest boot and shoe operating areas in the country. So it says here the beginning of the end, so it closed in 1971. Probably 70s beyond is when so, we uh, see these industries. Yeah, now. yeah. After the Second World War, we were down to about six factories and then... As the people retired, then it got less and less and less. All of the things I've been talking to you about so far was, you know, like Clean Easy and Douglas and Warmly Sink. Um, manufacturing is almost invisible now. It's not what it used to be. People were really proud of Kingswood. But uh, I don't think people are quite so proud as they used to be. Coming up, how can Kingswood revive its identity and its high street? But first, a short break. 
This is the advert bit, mate. We've got a new campaign at the Bristol Cable. It's called Beyond the Bullshit. And it's basically putting up two fingers to the right-wing media, millionaire-owned newspapers. Don't buy into their whipping up of division and hatred. Become a member of Bristol's independent community-owned media, the Bristol Cable. So I'm back in the museum with Alan. He's walked me through the industrial history of the area, but there is also a social and cultural heritage archived in the displays here. Just look at all the people in the pictures here. Alan has taken me to display of black and white photos of people lining the streets in smart clothes as they watch a procession walk down the high street. Kids are hanging off cars, men are carrying large ornate banners. This is Kingswood's famous Whitsun Parade. Maybe Bristol didn't have a Whitsun Parade, but Kingswood did. Kingswood was famous for it because it was, it was the highlight of the churchgoers' year. Whitsun Parades are a stay of old church holidays. They're celebrated for both the religious association with the Pentecost and also because it's often meant a day off for workers. For Alan, the Whitsun Parade was one of the things that made Kingswood special and connected the town centre with the churches and communities in the surrounding villages. Anecdotally, the last Kingswood Parade happened in the late 80s. The council stopped paying for the insurance and the parade became too expensive to put on, so it stopped happening. At least that's what Alan says. So it just stopped. After maybe 150 years, it came to an end and it was really the highlight of the Kingswood year. Also archived in the museum is some of Alan's family history. We come up to a small rural display with a large sign and milk bottles with beautiful calligraphy spelling out Bryant. Oh, wow. And I didn't say my name at the beginning, but hello, I'm Alan Bryant. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I see. So is this your family heritage? Yeah. Well, this, my, my grandfather uh, had a farm in Warmley called Crown Farm. And my father then, when he was a boy, started delivering milk in the local area. From the age of four, I used to help him. So then I helped him every weekend when I left school. I then um, delivered milk. And I estimated I delivered 10 million pints of milk in my life. Wow. Uh, I got stubby fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a look in this little case here, that's my dad's milk bottles. I'm taken aback by this milk bottle. I grew up in a time where milk came from the supermarket, but seeing Alan's name on a milk bottle in a museum makes me think about how intricately linked all the elements of this local economy were. Milk was produced on a farm and sold door to door or in a local grocery. Shoes were made in local factories and then worn by people in other factories. This ecosystem encompassed the whole of the Kingswood area, not just the high street. Those connections are what the upcoming boundary change might sever, or perhaps they were already broken. The town isn't the same as when I was growing up. Kingswood itself was... I think I can honestly say people were proud to come from Kingswood. You know, the Whitson Possession and, and there's a cinema in Kingswood. There was a lot going on, but nowadays I think people are... All the shops 
the shops are not like they used to be because you had maybe 10 grocers on the Regent Street in Kingswood. Now there's one and everybody gets their stuff from the supermarket. So all the other shops, the bakers, the yeah, milk, um, the fruit and veg, tin stuff, you get that from a supermarket now and that's wiped out all these family businesses that made Kingswood what it was in the first place. Alan is hanging on to his memory of the old Kingswood, an area that spanned a district but came to life on a bustling high street. For him, that time is over, but there are people on Kingswood High Street who are looking forward. Back on Kingswood High Street, I'm but 100 metres from Tony's shoe repair. I'm meeting with Anna. She's a woman running an altogether different shop. So I'm seeing goggles. We've got all sorts of floor hoovering things. I'm guessing sanding. <laughs> Very technical. Pocket cleaners, yeah, wallpaper strippers. So Share Bristol is Bristol and South Gloucestershire's first library of things. And what we do is we provide a place where you can come and borrow instead of buy. Share Bristol is clearly doing really well. They're expanding later this year. They represent a business exceeding in the deadness of the high street. I'm curious as to why their business is booming while Tony, a few hundred feet away, is still resigned to closure. Some of the people I've been talking to just on the street, like other storeholders, have said like the high street feels really sort of slow and the footfall's down and it feels like depressing, but that's not your experience. Why do you think that is? I think people often look back on the past with rose-tinted glasses. Online shopping is a thing. People have to realise that so so much of what people do now is online. People go online to buy things. They go online to socialise a lot. And local high streets aren't going to be what they were like in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, so they need to change, and, and local high streets need to be about more than just buying stuff. People are going to come to their local high streets to, to get a service that you can't get online. You can't get your nails done online. You can't sit and have a coffee with your friend online. You can, probably can borrow something online, but it's a lot easier to come into a local library of things. So high streets have to change, and they have to adapt. And I am a great believer in high streets, and I think we should invest in them. But... It's about looking at what the high streets of the future are going to be like, not trying to hark back to what the high streets of 20 years ago were like. Bringing more people to Kingswood High Street and getting them to actually spend more time on Kingswood High Street, that's the important thing. So on the 15th of February, Kingswood will have its last election. Perhaps the successful candidate will get to work protecting the high street and the communities around it but it's my feeling that this election won't decide the fate of the high street. For local services, the area is staying under the control of South Gloucestershire Council. They've set aside 25 million for what they're calling the Kingswood Master Plan. It's a project designed to revive commerce and community all around Kingswood High Street. They even bought the King's Chase Shopping Centre in 2021 as part of this. For now, the spotlight is on who will become the last MP for Kingswood before the constituency disappears. It'll take a lot longer to see if the town's high street can be saved the same fate. This was Area in Focus, Kingswood, a constituency facing extinction. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to The Bristol Cable wherever you get your podcasts. For a variety of weekly episodes from investigations to recorded live events and more. This episode was reported and produced by me, Mary Holditch, with post-production from George Colway. Thank you for listening. 